0: You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone.
1: Hello and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I'm Phil Molani. We've got a lot to get to on this Friday afternoon as we record a special free agent edition of the show. As always, I'm joined by... At Eric Dalala, and this time we've got a special guest, Hoff Steve Atwater, joining us over the phone.
2: How's it going, gentlemen? I'm happy to be here with you guys. We're a little uh, snowed in, but hey, we, we still got to get business done, right? Got to take care of business.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, exciting time to be a Broncos fan and to cover the team. Lots of moves flying around, and even the snow can't slow us down,
1: Phil. Exactly. Nor can the uh, pandemic, the coronavirus. We're all working from home, so uh, trying to do the best we can here. So hopefully you can bear with us uh, with uh, some of these audio difficulties. But, guys, let's just uh, dive right in. The big news on this Friday, the Broncos reportedly agreeing to a deal with former Chargers running back and two-time Pro Bowler Melvin Gordon. Steve, let's start with you. Uh, What do you think about the move? I
2: got to tell you, man, I'm really excited about this move, uh, and I hope Philip Lindsay is excited about it as well. You know, uh, now there are some people out there. I saw a couple of tweets on Twitter. Uh, you know, a guy tweeted something, you know, showing a, a gentleman on an airplane who uh, is kind of shaking his head and like, "Oh man!" Uh, but I don't think that's the way Philip Lindsay is viewing this. I think he's viewing it as another weapon in the backfield uh, that can take pressure off of him. And when he's not in, Melvin Gordon's going to be doing great. And when Melvin Gordon isn't in, he's going to be doing a great job. So, uh, and then also Royce Freeman, I, I, I they, neither of those guys take it the wrong way. But uh, this is a great addition uh, for the Denver Broncos, and Broncos country should be really excited. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a dual threat. He can run up the middle. He has the speed to break it uh, to the outside. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been great this last season he didn't have a great season but he missed four or five games because he was holding out for a better contract and I think that kind of created a little bit of bad blood Uh, but I think we're getting a very good running back again who's a dual threat and will uh, fit nicely into this system.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, Steve. Uh, uh, he held out four games last year trying to get a, uh, a new contract there with the Chargers. Didn't work out. And now he's staying in the division, so he'll be facing his former team twice a year. But if you go over the numbers, I think that we can all agree that Gordon is uh, one of the splashier moves so far during free agency. He has 35 touchdowns over the past three seasons. That ranks fifth in the NFL and he has four consecutive seasons with at least 41 catches. So the big thing there is he can do it on the ground and he could do it through the air. Right, Eric? Yeah, I think
0: with Gordon, if you look at his rushing totals, I believe he's only been over a thousand yards rushing once in his five years. But when you add in those receiving yards filled, that's where you get to those cumulative cumulative, 1400 yard, 1500 yard seasons, because he can do it both ways. And so Whether that's on third down for the Broncos, whether that's being able to catch the ball out of the backfield you know, on early downs to get ahead of the chains, that's where I think he can really make an impact and where we haven't seen Philip Lindsay do as much um, in terms of being a receiving threat. And, And I do think, like Steve mentioned, this is good for Philip Lindsay. When we saw Philip at his best his rookie year, it was when Royce Freeman was playing well. Lindsey didn't have to be that every down back. And that's when we saw the explosion, you know, the breakaway plays against the Seahawks, against the Bengals. Last year, when he was having to carry the ball, uh, you know, nearly 20, 30% more than he did as a rookie, you weren't seeing that explosiveness. So I'm, I'm hoping with Gordon in the mix, some of that comes back for Phillip Lindsey. And then Gordon, everyone's acting like, you know, some of these running backs that are getting released, that they're washed up. He's only a year out from being a pro bowler in 2018. So, you know, he still can do it. He's going to be productive. Um, the reported cost is $8 million a year, which, you know, it's not a, a tiny amount of money, but it's not going to break the Broncos. So I think that this adds another weapon for Drew Locke, and man, he's got to love it, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, like uh, regardless of position, he's a running back, but what he is is he's just an offensive weapon where – He could do it on the ground. He's really good in short-yardage situations. Last year, he scored a lot of one-yard touchdowns. And then he can do it in the air. So I think I wouldn't look at it just as a running back because, say, like a guy like Todd Gurley, who's had some knee problems uh, going to Atlanta reportedly. So uh, I wouldn't look at him the same way as Todd Gurley. I would look at him more as, here's just an offensive weapon. And if the Broncos want to get more explosive on offense, they got to add offensive weapons. Right, Steve? Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. And uh, Melvin Gordon fits into that category uh, going along with with Cortland Sutton, Noah Fan. And also, um, I think we're going to get a receiver at some point, whether it be in free agency or in— Early in the draft, the first second day, I would imagine. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know <laughs> that to be a fact, but uh, I can't imagine us going into the season without us adding a guy who is a super fast wide receiver who can stretch the field. But they, I'm really impressed with the job that uh, John and the front office and the coaches are doing, uh, bringing in guys who uh, not only have played at a high level, but they also have. Uh, have been available for their team for a majority of the games. And uh, it is really impressive. And, again, I, I'm, I'm fired up, and I know Broncos country has to be fired up as well.
1: Yeah, I think that everybody's pretty fired up about bringing in a guy like Melvin Gordon, who's done it in this league for five years now. So I think that uh, people wondering about, okay, how is this going to affect the running back room? They're looking at Phillip Lindsay and saying, okay, I wonder how he's going to react. But to me, this says more about, maybe how the Broncos feel about Royce Freeman, Eric?
0: Yeah, you know, Royce, I thought was really impressive the first four, five, six, seven games of his rookie year uh, back in 2018, and then he suffered that ankle injury that kind of really gave Philip Lindsay his chance, and since then, Royce hasn't been the same. Um, you know, he still has his moments, but the consistency hasn't been there, I don't think so. I would still keep Royce personally. I don't think they need to cut him or trade him at this point. Just because uh, Melvin Gordon has had some health injuries in the past, or excuse me, health issues in the past um, with injuries, and so I think Royce is a good um, insurance policy. You know, maybe he's a change of pace guy if you need someone at the goal line to pound it in. Um, but yeah, I think it probably affects Royce Freeman more than Philip Lindsay. And one other thing about Gordon Phil is that. You know, he's the type of guy that when the Broncos have played the Chargers the last few years, not necessarily this year, but maybe the the previous three, you go into that game and you think Melvin Gordon was the biggest weapon you had to worry about. You know, I would think, man, how are they going to stop him? Because that's where everything started with their offense. And so to bring that sort of weapon is, in is really important. And you get to play the Chargers twice, and, you know, he's going to be fired up for those games. Uh, so that's an important thing and kind of interesting how the Broncos – and Chargers swapped number 25s here in the last couple of days. Yeah, no
1: <laughs> no problems with uh, what they're going to have to do in terms of jersey number there. Uh, Eric, that is interesting, though, because uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, he said that Gordon had an offer elsewhere in the league for more money, but he wanted to stay in the division because he had a chance to uh, face his former team twice. Steve, you like that kind of fiery attitude? <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it, 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 that may have been the reason. Uh, it may just be that hey, is there something about uh, the Broncos that he likes? But at any rate, I'm, I'm glad that he decided to to, to become a Bronco. Um, and you know, you you don't necessarily want to go into it with the chip on your shoulder. For me, at, at least, that's the way I, I couldn't play against guys who, uh, with, with those types of chips. Uh, you know, hey, I'm going to try to get back at my old team. Uh, you know, just just come in here work hard do your thing man and, and get back to being the the, the top running you know one of the top top five running backs in the league like like you've been in the past man and everything is gonna gonna work out just fine for you so uh he, i don't think he needs that extra motivation he's got to come here and, and, and do what he's been doing in the past he's over the issue with him uh holding out those four games last year uh, got a new start fresh start and i know you know he's uh looking forward to the opportunity as well
1: so on this uh, Friday, the Broncos reportedly uh, making their biggest move so far in free agency, adding in Melvin Gordon, who is the 15th overall pick in the 2015 draft. The Broncos, though, also been busy in the trade market. Uh, they made a move the other day to pick up defensive lineman Jarrell Casey in a trade with the Tennessee Titans. I had a chance to uh, catch up with him over FaceTime, and uh, here's what he had to say about the move.
3: Man, appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me, man. It's a blessing. I'm ready to get going, man. Happy to be part of it.
1: Uh, it's been a crazy time for pretty much everybody around the world. But getting traded in the middle of this uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, how have you been handling things?
3: Man, it's been it's been wild, no lie. Um, just trying to get get used to it. But you know, God's God make things happen for a reason, and I'm just happy to be part of you know Denver and part of the Broncos, the family over there that they have and. Hey, they feel like warm, welcoming people. So I'm ready to come over and join the family and get get out there. I can't I can't ask for nothing, but but Lord, depend me in better places. And, hey, there's got to be it.
1: It's go time today. It's go time. What was your first thought when you found out, hey, I'm being traded to Denver?
3: Um, Honestly, I was kind of shocked. I would, I would never would have thought I would have been traded uh, this soon in my career. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it, it's is what happens in this business and we all understand it and you know i'm just happy that i got traded somewhere i didn't release and don't have a job right now i'm, I'm somewhere and someone wants my wants me and they value me and they understand my talents and they they know i can still get the job done and i appreciate denver and the welcome that they've been showing so far and it's about to be an exciting season
1: have you thought about what it's going to be like to uh, play alongside Von miller and bradley chubb
3: oh definitely you know um it's been it's been good over there in Tennessee working with those guys, but you know these are some high caliber guys, and they, they they understand getting to the quarterback and their their experience. To have have that type of experience around you and understanding that these guys can get it done is, is definitely a blessing. In disguise and these I'm, guys, I'm I'm up for the opportunity to be able to bless those guys with my talents and to be able to help and bring more production.
1: And you got to spend a little bit of time around Vaughn uh, the last couple of Pro Bowls here.
3: Yeah. Been around him a few times, uh, worked with him, and the get-off that dude presents. Uh, I've been telling my wife, man, I've got some, I've got some work to uh, start working on. That guy, his get-off is crazy. i got to make sure I'm ready to match him.
1: Uh, you'll be getting set to head to a six-pro ball after next season, huh? Oh,
3: man. Keep on making them rack up, baby. Start to finish. Don't let off the brakes. All oh, pedal, baby. All oh, pedal. Domino 2 three. One, two, three. Dominion. Dominion. Don't let them deny us. We have a ball Let's go. We're going and nine, four, three. One, two, three. The best ball you got. We don't need nothing out there. You better leave this
1: field Train. Uh, have you had a chance to chat with Broncos head coach Vic Fangio yet?
3: Uh, yeah, talk to him for a little bit. Um, um, just welcome me in, say he's ready for me to get up there. And uh, we'll get up there we'll the top a little bit more. But um, that's about it right now.
1: Now, I know that you said you don't really pay attention to a lot of sports. But uh, you played in Denver last year. What do you think about the atmosphere uh, playing here at Empower Field at Mile High. Man,
3: unbelievable. The, the, the crowd noise, the, the fans, excitement when you're pulling through the stadium. Um, unbelievable. Um, ready, ready to get there and just see how it is to be on the home side of it. You know, not not the one getting booed and things like that. The one they turn for. So um, the, 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 the view, the city, everything is beautiful. So um, I'm ready to get there. My family ready to get there. it's going to turn it into a great thing.
1: I also heard that you like HGTV, huh?
3: Man, unbelievable. And like I'm saying, the views up there, man, I might have to call that home
1: and start building out there. <laughs> what are some of your favorite shows? You're like a Fixer Upper kind of guy? Fixer Upper, definitely.
3: Yeah, Fixer Upper, Love of the um, Hometown. My well, hometown has started to grow on me. Chipping, Chipping um, Chip I love their show. <laughs> they, they got a beautiful show. Uh, but, yeah, I, I watch pretty much every one of them that come on, and I just... H-TV is locked in on my TV. That's my wife watching uh, the Ivy
1: channel. <laughs> I, I'm Personally, I'm like a Property Brothers kind of guy. Okay. Property Brothers
3: is <laughs> cool. Property Brothers is cool. I, I watch it. It's just it's just not, not always my – I don't catch it at the right time. I'm not home when it comes
1: on. Oh, well, you got to DVR it, man. you got to record that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I know that you're big into the community there in Tennessee. Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee twice. Uh, you plan on doing that same kind of stuff here in Denver?
3: Oh, definitely. and don't stop. No, no matter where I go, that's who I am. Um, you have plan on doing it. Um, not just in Denver, still going to continue doing work that I do in Nashville. That, that's always what what I've been about is wherever I'm at, I want to make sure I'm changing the lives and the communities there and continue to do that no matter where I'm at. So definitely going to continue to do what I'm in Denver and continue to do what, uh, what I did in Nashville, what I did.
1: Well, Jarrell, uh, stay safe out there. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with Appreciate us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Welcome to Denver.
3: All right, man. Let's go. Always press.
1: Let's do it. Uh, I think that Broncos country is going to really fall in love with Jarrell Casey. You hear how fired up he is, how much passion he has for football. And not only that, he's also you know active in the community. He was a uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee in Nashville two seasons there, plus Steve, this guy likes HGTV, so what's not to like about Jarrell Casey?
2: Oh, man, I, I watched that. that interview. was amazing, man. And You know, you just tell he has that good, positive energy. He, he's a veteran. Uh, he's been in the league nine years already. I think he's going into his 10th year. Um, and, man, the last five years he's been a pro bowler. So uh, that, that goes to show you, man, um, you know, sometimes his guys – get older, they, they get a little bit stronger, they learn the system a little bit better, and uh, they're able to play at a high level. So um, we're extremely fortunate to get this guy. He's a guy who, man, he's played 14, 15, 16 games every single season of his career, and he started all but two, two of those games, uh, being very productive, having uh, multiple sacks every year, been being extremely involved in the running game and also putting pressure on the quarterback up the middle, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a dream come true for those linebackers and secondary when you can can have a, a front like we're putting together here.
1: Yeah, and the Broncos had so many question marks heading into f- this new season here with, you know, Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris and Adam Gottsis. At least this gives them a guy who – yeah, he's a five-time Pro Bowler. He's, you know that he's going to be productive. And you mentioned his durability there, Steve. Not only is he playing in all these games, but he doesn't like to come off the field either. I think that he his snap count is way up there. Uh, Eric, what do you like about this move?
0: Yeah, one, I think the durability, like you guys have mentioned, is super important. Uh, only missed five games in his nine-year career. Um, kind of like Vaughn in that regard plays about 70% of the snaps, which you like to see. He's got positional versatility. He can play that defensive tackle spot inside at the you know, the one technique or the three technique. But then he also, uh, in the playoff game against the Ravens, he played a lot at the five technique outside there. Um, and so maybe you could see something where you've got Jarrell Casey on the edge and then Vaughn Miller stacked over him. Uh, that would be a real problem, I think, for offensive linemen um when you look at some of his, some of his film what you don't see anymore when he's getting double teamed is kind of you know the ability to fight through that but when he was left one on one that's when he did a lot of his damage and i think that's where it's where it's encouraging if you're a broncos fan because if you've got Bradley Chubb Von Miller and Jarell Casey you cannot double all of them obviously and you know i would think that Vaughn would deserve one of those double teams maybe you chip Bradley or, yeah maybe you chip Bradley Chubb and so then that leaves Jarell Casey one-on-one inside and that's where the sacks come from and you know he's had at least five each of the last seven seasons he's one of only 10 players in the nfl right now to do that so he's really productive um and then a good locker room guy too i think which is really important especially with the the young core that the broncos have you want to add positive older guys in
2: that locker room yeah and positive guys who love going to the ball you know looking at his film he's nonstop to the whistle. And, you know, you've got to have that attitude. Uh, and I think I mentioned it uh, when we did a, a uh, video on A.J. Bouye sometimes. I saw he's on the other side of the field, and if he had his guy covered, but it was a run to the other side of the field, I didn't see him always, I right, forget you guy, I'm going to run over here, and just in case the guy cuts back, I have an opportunity to tackle him. I didn't see him doing that a lot, but a guy like Jarrell Casey, with him doing that as a, as a defensive lineman, as a 10-year as veteran, if he gets on those guys, guess what? They're going to follow suit. Everybody's going to be doing that. And the more guys, we've got 11 guys going to the ball to the whistleblowers, man. I tell you, it's going to get better than it's, than it's been uh, here uh, since we, we won that last Super Bowl. It can be, uh, defense can be on, on those levels, man. But uh, we've we got a lot of talent. Uh, we've had talent. But you got to get everybody going to the ball every single play.
1: yeah, I agree with you, Steve. You know he he seems like he's the kind of guy who, you know his motor is nonstop. And he even said in that interview that he was shocked that he got traded, you know, because he's had five consecutive years heading to the Pro Bowl. So he was surprised that that they were they made that move, but it seemed like maybe the Titans were reshuffling some of their uh, salary caps so that they can afford some guys there. But I, I agree with you guys that he's going to be able to bring a lot in that locker room. And especially with the Broncos, they put a second-round tender on Mike Purcell. So now at least they have some insurance oh, there. Oh, man.
2: I love that, man. Mike Purcell is going to be here too. And, man, I just, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to these guys going to work, uh, you know, and uh, we, we still have DeMarcus Walker, Draymond Jones. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch this. Yeah, and
0: here's here's what I like. John Elway is being creative with how he fills these needs. It was reported that they went after DJ Reader and that didn't happen. That didn't work out. He got more money from the Bengals than the Broncos were going to reportedly give him. And then they find that Jarrell Casey's available. And, you know, Jarrell Casey, you know, about five years, four years older than DJ Reader, so you probably won't wouldn't have him as long but casey's a more proven player so i think you kind of got lucky in that regard is you're going to pay him about the same amount of money uh, but you end up with a five-time pro bowler for a seventh round pick uh that's just that's smart of john elway to pivot in that direction he did the same thing with aj boyer um and now then you can go make the splash in pre-agency with melvin gordon
1: and eric we know how much you love trades
0: love trades
1: exactly no problem with that
0: it's smart you're not you're not getting in a bidding war with anybody (laughs) over Jarrell Casey you're saying hey you want a seventh round pick take it and we'll take a really good football player that's yeah no you're right you're right I, I, I agree with that
1: well uh you guys aren't the only ones who are excited about the moves the Broncos have made so far during free agency we had a chance to catch up with Kareem Jackson and uh, here's what he had to say about some of the moves, starting with the trade for A.J. Boyer. Wanted to ask you about some of the moves the Broncos have made this offseason, obviously making a big trade for A.J. Boyer. You played with him in Houston there. Uh, what kind of uh, addition is he going to be to the Broncos secondary? Uh,
4: I think he's going to be a great addition for us. You know, um, in my opinion, another uh, big-time corner in this league you know, obviously with us losing Chris, you know, I feel like, you know, he's very capable to step right in and that's us not miss a beat. You know, it's a guy that's made pro bowls also. Um I, I like you said I played with him four years in Houston and for me I just was able to watch him grow, you know, from a uh, you know a young kid out of UCF to, to the man that he is today, you know, and uh like I said he has the skill set. He's he's very capable. He can you know have the tools. To, to play man, he can play off, you know, he can do it all. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there definitely glad that he, he added him as a piece to the program and looking forward to, you know, getting back on the trail with him.
1: The Broncos also making another trade, this one, up front. It just became official, Jarrell Casey, the trade with the Titans. Uh, when you have a big guy like that up front, what does that do for you back in the secondary?
4: For me, it makes my job easier. And, and there's another guy that I had the uh, chance to, to watch, you know, being in the AFC South, playing against him twice a year, you know, and seeing him be as disruptive as he is, you know, um, for, for years, you know, and, and it was just playing against him this past year. You know, he's been a guy that's been playing at a high level for a long time. So to add him to, to our front, you know, along with Vaughn and, and getting, and getting Bradley Chubb back and, and Michael Curry, definitely excited. Uh, I think that's a huge piece for us also. So uh, for him to be as productive as he is and, and to be able to be a pass rusher also, you know, that's definitely kind of special going memorable be things for us and our, and our defense. And it, I think he's it, it, another great
1: piece for us. All right, so Kareem Jackson, excited about the moves the Broncos have been making as the defense looks like it's going to be significantly improved heading into the 2020 season. Uh, Steve, you mentioned it earlier, you think the Broncos – uh, might still have some work to do. Maybe go after a wide receiver here. What other moves do you think are out there that the Broncos could be making here in the second wave?
2: Well, that's that's a good question, Phil. Um, there, there aren't a ton of guys out there that are that are still available. Uh, you got Nelson Aguilar from Philly. Man, I loved his game. Uh, I love his game. Uh, that would be a great get. Uh, not sure what that will cost us. Uh, also, uh, Taylor Gabriel from Chicago, uh, he's available. But uh, aside from those guys, Robbie Anderson too. Robbie Anderson. Uh, I guess out of those, out of all those, uh, probably Robbie Anderson or Nelson Aguilar would be uh, my focus. Uh, but makes you to see what the Broncos are doing if they'll address it uh, through free agency or or if they'll. Uh, go into the draft and try to get a Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, uh, C.D. Lamb uh, in the first round or hopefully in the second round.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the wide receiver position just because, like you mentioned, the draft is so deep there with young guys who you know if you draft in the first round, they'll be a part of your team for the next five years, won't cost you a ton of money. Uh, Eric, what other moves do you think are out there the Broncos can make?
0: Yeah, uh, looking at the offensive side of the ball, I think you need to find a center or a guard, obviously. Um, I think that happens in the draft. And then if you look at the wide receiver position, I think you draft a guy. um, I'd probably use a second-round pick on a receiver and then maybe find a veteran guy, not pay top dollar here in the second wave of free agency. Uh, You probably can't if you're the Broncos. You probably made those big splash moves because if you look at it between Gordon, Casey, um, Boye, Glasgow, Simmons, you've added a bunch of guys with, you know, somewhere between eight to $13 million contracts. So you can only do so much of that. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you've obviously got to add another defensive lineman. Does that mean re-signing a uh, Derek Wolf or Shelby Harris, whose markets haven't, I guess, materialized yet because they're still out there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a third cornerback is going to be important. They've re-signed Devontae Bosby, but I don't know if he fits that profile or if he's more of a, a backup and then uh, linebacker is really interesting to me because you picked up Todd Davis's option, um, but it was only for five hundred thousand reportedly. So you could still see a new starter there. So if I'm the Broncos, I think maybe target a, a veteran wide receiver for you know an inexpensive amount of money. Uh, maybe get you know one more backup offensive lineman, and I think that'd be it for me for free agency. Maybe a D lineman, but. I'd go first round, and I know this hasn't been projected a lot, but I'd go linebacker in the first round if I were the Broncos. Maybe it's a a Kenneth Murray. Uh, Maybe if Isaiah Simmons starts to fall and he's there at 9 or 10, you send one of those third-round picks to go get him. Um, And then a wide receiver in the second there. So that's kind of what my plan of attack would be the rest of the way
1: if I were Denver. Yeah, and just to give everybody an idea of uh, maybe some of the names that are still out there in the free agency world, uh, guys like Logan Ryan, uh, Jimmy Smith, they're still available at the cornerback position, but maybe not quite enough uh, money left over there to make a big a big move like that. So yeah, you turn to the draft. And uh, e- Eric, I start to agree with you is that you know the linebacker position could be an area that there's a uh, there's good talent middle of the first round there. So that could be a position where they add in a speedy guy or something like that and. Yeah, there's still a lot of holes the Broncos need to fill out the roster with. I think that trying to bring back a guy like Shelby Harris could be huge. And uh, we'll just have to see what the Broncos have in store. Uh, Of course, everything could change at any second. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, but uh, that's at least an update on where the Broncos stand a few days into the 2020 league year. Uh, Steve, any shout-outs here before we wind down the show?
2: No, not really. Um, Just uh, I'm I'm anxious again. I'm happy with with the job we've done. Anxious to see if we're gonna make any more moves in free agency, or see if we're kind of done with it, and we're gonna try to attack the uh, rest of the needs in the draft. Uh, And I know uh, at at the linebacker position, also Corey Littleton, he's available uh, with the Rams. Uh, You know, I know he's hasn't been a, a really forceful guy. In the run game, but in terms of pass coverage, he's he, he's really one of the top linebackers in ter- terms of coverage. Um, but uh don't, don't know if they will try to go that route or not because I think he's going to be uh, expensive and they may be done uh, spending the big money uh, this offseason. Steve, I've got some bad news for you. What? He's not,
0: he's not available anymore. He's been off the market a couple of days.
1: Guess what who, who team? Guess what team? With- who? the Raiders.
0: The Raiders. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, you know, the Raiders really made a commitment to their linebacking core there. Uh they picked up Littleton and then Kwiatkowski. I'm not I know that's not even close, but the linebacker from the Bears. So they kind of
2: reshaped that defensive side of the ball. They've got some talent there too. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, the rest of the well, division. Well, so much for that, then. Pretty good. Maybe we go to the draft then. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Eric, any shout-outs?
0: Well, just the the community department's chugging along remotely. Liz Manis, of course. Uh, I think she was feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully she gets better and can get back to being a champion. I
1: feel like that's important. Exactly. Uh, Hopefully everybody out there in neutral zone nation is staying healthy. Uh, It's a strange time, you know, so hopefully everybody's social distancing paying attention to all the cdc guidelines and uh hopefully uh listening to the neutral zone gives you a little bit of a distraction and uh a little bit of entertainment so you can keep up with your denver broncos
2: yeah no i, I agree with that 100 percent feel and i like say with, with the times the way they are you know, a lot of people having to be inside a lot, and you know, a lot of times when people are inside a lot, they can get depressed. So uh, make sure everybody's getting up, trying to get some exercise in, uh, you know, talking to your loved ones on the phones, just doing whatever you can to get your minds in a in a positive mind 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 a frame of mind rather, to uh, you know, be able to handle this. Because uh, no no long, no, tell how long it's going to take uh, before things go back to normal.
1: Well put, there, Steven. Steve.
0: Steve, if you're rewatching any any Broncos games to pass the time, which which games would you would you put on? Maybe don't include the Super Bowls. That seems like... oh,
2: me. come on, man! That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, some games from last from last season, just to kind of see where different more areas where I think we could we could improve um, and see which guys are. Yeah, giving giving percent effort, which guys aren't, and you know having a conversation with the guys that aren't, and making sure that uh, this next year we, we're picking it up, we're, we're getting the job done, 110 effort every play. All business from you. <laughs>
0: Steve
1: Steve just has one play on loop over and over. That's his uh, forced fumble against Brett Favre.
2: No, I don't, man. I didn't watch that. I didn't even look at. It. I didn't even look at it. Except for when it comes across on Twitter, I look at it. Somebody.
1: Is it? <laughs> every morning that's like with your alarm clock
2: yeah that's my you hit every morning no, I'm just
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well uh thanks for uh hopping on the phone and making this happen and uh hopefully everybody is uh as excited as we are about some of the moves the broncos made the big move on friday though the addition of two-time pro bowl running back melvin gordon That is going to do it for us. If anything changes, we'll be back with another edition of The Neutral Zone. But for now, for Eric DeLala and Steve Atwater, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The The Neutral Neutral Zone.